The Money Show. Small business. Small business feature brought to you by Old Mutual. Visit oldmutual.co.za. Old Mutual, do great things every day. So Pablo Fatidis does every day. Great things, great things, Pablo. Um, we, we know your statistic. You have a lovely statistic of nearly 95% of businesses ever started will fail because they fail to sell and eventually they close down and people forget about them as if they never existed at all. Um, talk to me about D's. Uh, and how these are important when it comes to um, running your business better and making sure that you have that mystery asset of value one day. Well, you know, the D's are, are really the disaster that causes these business not to fail, Bruce, because I was speaking to a, a chap called Rob Pollers, um, a guy who I do business with around the world. He's been in the game of selling businesses for, oh my word, um, could you ever be in the game for a hundred years? Because it certainly feels like that when I speak to him. <laughs> uh, what he has seen and the hair that he has grown on my teeth from the horror stories he shared with me, is just dreadful. And I said to him, you know, so what is the real, 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 real reason? The real reason. Because we know that these businesses we're referring to are businesses that have earned good incomes for their owners for 10, 20, 30, 40 years in some cases. And yet they kind of fell mis- miserably right at the end. And he said to me, you know what, Pablo, there's six Ds that drive the sale. I said, well, what do you mean by the six Ds? And he says, well, people generally decide to sell their businesses because they die. Therefore, the business gets sold. They either get a terrible disease. They get divorced. They face levels of debt that are profound and feel that they can never recover. They feel disenchanted and disenchantedness or delusionment is really where you lose your passion, you you lose your love, you every day becomes and feels like a slog and a grind or they suffer some horrible disability. And you know, I was listening to him, Bruce, and I started to reflect back because one of the first businesses I tried to buy was a very, very well-established business that was transferred from the father who died at his desk at 92 to the son who was 64 and had never yet signed a check in the business. And they were using checks in those days. So death without a doubt resonated. Disenchantedness or uh, delusion, delusionment around the business, the, the passion and the excitement. I think people are experiencing that in certain parts of South Africa, certainly now, certain parts of the UK, with all the chaos and uncertainty there. And some people just get long in the game and say, look, it's a, I'm done with it. There's no planning, there's no nothing. The six Ds die and kill any hope of a successful exit. So how do you go to ABC... And avoid D altogether. No, no, no. You want to hold on to D. But there's the seventh D. Ah, a really good D. Yeah. So the D, the antidote to the six Ds is the D of design. Ah. And mm, and I think I think you, you know I had I had such an inc- an incredible three hour meeting today with a a remarkable family that have built one of the most wonderful businesses in South Africa. They're, ba- they're based out in, in Johannesburg, in the heart of the light industrial area of Boysons. 
Um, the business started 25, 30 years ago. It is sitting locked and loaded with such potential. And most of our discussion was around this final D, the design. And Bruce, very often when I speak to people and always ask, what is the end game? There's a lot of uncertainty. There are a lot of very loosely put together words that attempt to show it's been thought of, it's been considered. But when you really get down to the nachas of it, there's nothing there. There is no plan. And I think it is a real tragedy because unless you have a, a vision for yourself, yourself, never mind your business, as to how you want to live and fulfill your life as a business owner, and it transcends where you're at today and goes into the future, it becomes really hard to actually design your exit because exit and the quantum for which you want to be paid is 80% mathematical. You have the ability to design it if you set your mind to it, understand it, and give yourself enough time to get there. So design, I mean, this idea of starting with the end in mind, and so many people are so busy hustling and so busy grafting and so busy struggling that they're really, I think it's not unreasonable for them to not start with the end in mind. Yes, it's important, but I think it's a really hard thing to do. How do you start the process of starting with the end in mind while sweating blood, losing sleep, being chief cook and bottle washer 24-7? So look, firstly, you're very right with that because so so one of the big issues in, in this particular meeting today, um, I'm guessing this business owner is probably mid-50s or early 50s around there. He turned around and he said to me, you know, I've developed habits and I don't even see them anymore. And it reminded me, going back a couple of years, when when I when I acquired my first business for a rand and took on all the debt. The sheer stress, the panic, the 5 a.m., six days a week, 10 p.m., six days a week, creates a certain scar tissue in you. You, you, you work in a manner where you eventually become so entrenched in the way that you behave, the way that you make your decisions, your response and reaction to things, because in the early stages of any business, unless you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth or you are heavily funded, it really is hard to take a pause, plan, and then act. Because you are, as you rightly said, Bruce, everything to everyone and anything and everything in the business itself. And finding a way to break those habits is absolutely essential if you want to be able to design along the road. The second thing that's really hard to get right should we talk about your demise? <laughs> okay. Who wants to talk about demise? <laughs> no one wants to face up to it. It's a dreadful idea. It's a horrible thing to do. And yet time does run out for all of us. What? If you don't, if you don't allow yourself to consider if you're, let's say, 40, what the next 50 years could be like, or if you're 50, what the next 40 years could be like, let's say you're going to hit a good solid 90. If you don't allow yourself to explore that or have a debate around it or take a step back and consider what the options are leading up to that, well, then how do you ever start designing? 
I think it's important. So you, you've, 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 I think you've spoken previously about the five acts of growth, and I love the term acts of growth because growth isn't a passive process. It is you have to take actions in order to ensure that you get the growth. Is that what you mean when you start talking about designing the business? Yeah, and, and I mean it especially with regard to to creating reasons to reflect on your habits, your manners, your mannerisms, your the, the way that you go about running your business day in and day out, to reflect back at the end of, end of each year, for example, on what you did differently this year to the previous year, because many people at the end of this year are going to have some sort of summer break, and uh, in the back of their minds, they're going to be saying, you know, next year is going to be different. Next year, I'm going to do things differently. And you lift your head, and next year already is at the end of the year, and you pretty much have done what you did the previous year, specifically as a business leader. So I think those acts are important, because if you think about any theatre production, it's made up of a series of acts, and in between every act, there's an intermission. And the intermission is there to give you a pause, an opportunity to reflect on what you have just seen, or uh, the, the, the year that's just gone by, in order to say, well, fundamentally, I need to do things differently. Now, now I, I, I profoundly believe that there are certain triggers and indicators that exist in your journey of building a business. And the first one, the first act is really about understanding what business you're in. And I had another discussion today with a business owner who's a branded importer, some really good brands, health brands, health products, uh, specifically for, for women, uh, female consumers. And I turned around and said, you know, uh, tell me about your business. And he says, you know, my business is, is providing, for example, uh, uh, access to, to sales for international brand owners of female health-related products. And in actual fact, that's not the business. It was a product-orientated mindset. It was thinking, I've got this product, I've got to sell the product. It wasn't thinking, who are my customers? Where are they? How do they behave? Oh, okay, that's the business I'm in. Now let me look for the products to serve that market. I've got products, where's the market? Versus who am I serving? Now let me find the products. And that first act is absolutely essential to get what business are you in right? And it should take between three to five years to get that right. The second act after that is to say, right, how do I service that market in a way that it doesn't make me the CEO and the cook and the chief bottle washer and everything else in between? How do I make sure that I'm spending 70% of my time thinking about what's next and 30% of my time building the systems and getting a team on board to run this business so I can get my nice organic growth? And when you hit that, when you get that 70% released, it's a third act. And that third act is saying, great, I know who I serve. I know how to get products to them. I'm now going to accelerate the growth of my business by serving many more of them. And I'm going to focus a lot of my attention on reaching many more of them, knowing that I have a business that can deliver the products and services mm -hmm. to them. Again, about a three to five year run. From there, you move to next level growth. And the next level growth is where the attention is more on profitability than it is on revenues. So, for example, holding with our, our story here, it might be that, well, I'm canvassing South Africa very successfully, 
I know exactly who my market is. I know exactly the business I'm in serving that market. I've got really great products to deliver it. I've got a great team and I've got systems on board to manage it. I'm going to go and open Botswana. I'm going to go and open Mozambique. It's where I'm looking to get into a new market on the back of all my underlying already attained organized knowledge and capability. The next to final act is where you start moving towards the end of your business life within the domain of this particular business. You're now doing 50, 100 million a year of revenue, whatever the case may be. And you're saying, right, in this instance, I now need to focus on my next new customer. And that customer is called the buyer of the business. What problems do they have that I need to solve by presenting them with a great buying opportunity in my business today? And we've spoken about the five levers of growth and value. That last act in your business is to do with the five levers of growth and value. And then once you've sold the business, Bruce, because you cannot function without having purpose and meaning, being valued and useful in your life after 30 years in service of as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. The idea of establishing a family office, for example, that would allow you to invest in some young businesses within the industry that you have just come out of having sold your business allows you to remain relevant, valued, in play, and in the game, mm. but in a fundamentally different way. That's a designed life for a business owner, growth-minded entrepreneur. Pavlo Fatidis, thought-provoking as always, uh, with small business focus, he is the chief cook and bottle washer. Um, well, he thinks he is. At Auric Business Accelerator. Thanks, Pavlo.